0: Welcome to Live Free Creative, the podcast that provides inspiration and ideas for living a creative, adventurous, and intentional lifestyle. I'm your host, Miranda Anderson, and I hope that each time you listen, you feel a little bit more free to live your life exactly the way you want to live it. Hey there, welcome to the Live Free Creative podcast. I'm your host, Miranda Anderson, and Happy New Year! It's 2019! How do you guys feel about that? My goodness, this last year was crazy and a whirlwind and wonderful, and I'm excited today to jump into sharing some of my thoughts about my year in hopes that you will take some time, even though the actual New Year's Eve and New Year's Day has passed, I think we give ourselves a couple grace weeks, right, to Look back and take some time to reflect and think about the year that just passed. We're often so caught up in what's happening in the day to day or in our plans for the future, that we don't take just a minute to reflect on what worked, what didn't, and what we could use, what lessons we could use from the past year as we move forward in our lives. So today, for episode 20, I want to share a 2018 year in review with my wins and my needs for improvement and also an overview of all of the insane things that happened. As I get started on this episode, I want to share a magical adventure moment that happened over the Christmas break. Now, if you're new to the show, a magical adventure moment is a segment where I do where I just share a couple minutes of one specific moment in time that usually happened when we were traveling or off on an adventure that encompasses all of the wonder and excitement and all of those good feelings that you can feel if you want to when you're out adventuring, near or far. I share these moments from my experience in hopes that you will be able to look for and be aware of magical adventure moments as they happen in your own life. Dave and I decided to spend our Christmas holiday with the kids at a nearby ski resort. We had not planned on going all the way home to visit family in Utah this year, but we did, especially because of the flood that happened in November in our house, we wanted to get out of the house and make sure that we had somewhere special to spend Christmas Eve and Christmas morning. We had never been to Wintergreen before, and it's a fantastic place. We were overjoyed by how... Awesome it was. We had a great little condo. The magical adventure moment happened after a full day of skiing. We dropped the kids off at ski school, which is basically like lessons and childcare, all wrapped up in one. Dave and I got to spend the afternoon skiing together, which we hadn't done in years. And it was really, really fun to be back on a mountain, back on skis. We both grew up skiing, so this was really fun. And after the day we went to pick up the kids from ski school. Luckily, all three kids had had a fantastic experience, and I know that might not always be the case, but they had a great time, and they were interested in continuing to ski with us. Even though they'd been skiing all day with their instructors, they decided that they wanted to do a couple runs with mom and dad. Plum is only 5, she just turned 5 a couple weeks ago, and so I put her on her little skis in between my legs, and we held onto my poles together in front of us, like holding out a bar in front of us. The boys didn't have poles, they were just doing their pizzas down the hill, and I started making big, wide turns, and Dave was making big, wide turns, and the little boys were following behind us like ducklings skiing down the mountain now this is the first time that any of my kids had skied milo maybe we put skis on him for like half an hour when he was two years old on a trip to utah but this was the first time that any of them as actual children had done this before i had no expectation that we would be able to all five of us go down the mountain together and it was so incredible to turn around and watch my boys skiing down this mountain. The very best part of the whole thing was when we got to the very bottom of the beginner hill, there's a high-speed lift that fits six people. And so we went every other person. You know, I had a boy on one side, Plum in the middle, then Dave, and then Milo on the end. And we all got onto the lift together. And we had, you know, these five minutes of riding up the lift, just laughing, and the sun was shining. And we, I just felt so filled up. You know those moments as a person, a mom, that you are so proud of your people. You're so proud of this thing that you have created and these relationships and that all five of us could sit together on the lift after a whole day of skiing and no one in that particular moment, no one was having a breakdown. Everyone was excited. We were all so happy to be together and just looking around me, I had this intense moment of gratitude, of feeling so fulfilled that if I got to live any more moments on the earth they are just added blessings because what an incredible time to be able to spend with my kids and with my husband maybe you have to be a skier to feel all filled up by riding a lift (laughs) with all of your children it's this moment that i didn't you know when i was in the throes of early motherhood with babies and feeling like it was hard to get out of the house sometimes and it was hard to really do anything It's that moment that you don't really realize is going to come. And to get to this point, this chapter where my kids are all a little bit older, they're all able to do some things for and by themselves and still love doing those things with us. It was a really special moment and I treasure it so much we I reached out my hand I was able to get a selfie with all five of us in it on the ski lift so I'm feeling really good (laughs) about that memory I'm definitely going to print it out and frame it to remember all of the feelings it really wasn't so much what we were doing although that was so fun it was just the feeling of getting to this point that I didn't even know that I was hoping for and realizing it as a family it was a really wonderful magical adventure moment Okay, now let's jump into a year in review. First, I'm just going to share kind of an overview of 2018 through my lens. And wow, was this a doozy of a year. I didn't even realize. So this is why it's so important to take a moment. I want you to do this. Take some time. It might take you 15 minutes, 20 minutes, a half hour to sit down I had to open up Instagram to actually like remember what happened when a little bit um, or like your photo app or your planner, do an audit of your calendar. Take some time to look through and reflect on all the things that happened in your year. I didn't remember half of these things because it feels like a blur. I think 2018 went as fast as any of the years of my life ever have. It was very full, full of all sorts of unexpected things um, and exciting things as well. At one point in my life, and I don't remember when, I heard someone tell me that there are years of questions and there are years of answers. And I really loved that. And when I heard it, at the time that I heard it, I was definitely in a year of questions. I felt like every time I turned around, there were options placed before me and I wasn't exactly sure which pathway to take. I wasn't exactly sure where these different things would lead. I felt very much like the traveler in Robert Frost's poem, diverged with these two roads ahead of me and just not knowing exactly which would lead to the life that I hoped for. 2018 for me was not a year of questions. It was definitely a year of answers. Not that I felt so sure about everything that I was doing, although I, I definitely have felt more sure about the things that I was doing this year than maybe ever before. But because so many things unfolded before me, even if in unexpected ways, in ways that I could clearly see the lessons that I was to learn from it. That may be by virtue of all of the work that I've been doing in the last couple years of being more intentional and living more intentionally. I feel like I avoided a lot of unnecessary suffering through obstacles and challenges this year simply because of focusing on the good, of focusing on the things I could control, and of making choices To do the things that I care about and that I love and to ignore things that I don't. If you haven't listened to other episodes in this podcast and some of the things that I was just sharing resonate with you as things that could be helpful for you, all of those things are things I've touched on in one episode or another. In the last 19 episodes, I have talked about energy management, I've talked about making decisions, how to make things happen in your life, I've talked about relationships, I've talked about thinking about things you can control and things you can't control. I have shared so much of what I've been learning in my own life through the show, and I hope that you're finding those things valuable. And if you haven't listened to some of those episodes, you could go to livefreecreative.co slash podcast and find a list of all of the podcast episodes that have happened so far and find one that resonates with you that sounds like something that you might be interested in learning a little bit more about. Okay, so 2018. On January 5th, 2018, we bought our house. We had looked at it before. Uh, I think we looked at it for the first time in October, November. But with the holidays and everything, we closed on our house on January 5th. So that's crazy that it's been one entire year since we closed on our house. If you remember, if you've been following along through the journey... Our house was quite a fixer-upper. It hadn't been touched, and so most of the year has been dedicated in part to fixing up this cute Cape Cod-style house in Richmond, Virginia. The weekend after we bought it, we started demoing it as a family. We went in with sledgehammers and just like went crazy and took out the whole kitchen. My kids loved it. I'm going to link the YouTube video. We did a YouTube video called Demo Day. Oh my gosh, it's so funny. It's one of my favorite YouTube videos that we've done, and I will link it in the show notes for you so you can go back and see my little kids hammering the walls with hammers. They thought that they had hit the jackpot when we gave them a hammer and told them to hit the wall. Luckily, they haven't done it very much since. February, I turned 35, which is really fun. It's been a great year. I felt like it was a nice looking number, 35 is a nice looking number, but I didn't feel like it made a whole lot of impact. I guess the older I get, I also realize that I am so much the same person day after day and that something like a birthday isn't gonna change a whole lot. Although I did have a great birthday and I went to Austin, Texas to teach workshops. We had moved away last summer and so going back, that was the first time I had gone back, um, went to the papercraft pantry where I like to teach and taught some shibori workshops. It was really fun. Most of March I spent working on the house, coordinating contractors, continuing with the demo. The floors were refinished. I really spent probably 40 or 50 or 60 hours in March painting my kitchen cabinets. <laughs> I spent all night, multiple n- nights in a row, in a hazmat suit, basically a big painter suit, in the house we hadn't moved in we bought the house and then we didn't move in until july i spent the whole month painting cabinets and there are i will link the blog post about that and how to paint your kitchen cabinets it's not for the faint of heart it is (laughs) it's a great doable diy project it just does take a lot of time and a uh, a lot of dedication to the task Um, In April, our family went on our family trip to Italy. That was our Christmas gift in 2017, our year of not buying things. We gifted ourselves, the children, a gift of travel to Italy, and in April, we got to spend that trip together. It was so incredible. The first time we had taken all of our kids abroad, it was definitely a trip to remember. In May, I went to New York City with my sisters for a quick last-minute girls trip. Luckily... New York City isn't that far away from me, so I just took the train up and we spent a few days hanging out together, which was really fun. I love see I have three sisters and my mom and we like to travel together, so we do that quite often. I also finished the patio, the back patio on the house completely. And then in June, the whole family went to San Francisco for 10 days. It was so fun. We did that in partnership with Alaska Airlines, and we got to see family and And also lots of old friends. We did a great job of reaching out to people who we love, who live far away, and making sure that we spent time with them. I also spent a weekend in St. Louis with Baby Lock at a conference. I got to speak at their conference, which was really fun. And in June, we moved into our house. So after six months of renovation, we were ready to move in. As soon as we moved in, we turned around and left again for spending our July on the road. Almost every summer, we love to do a big road trip. And this year, we drove from Virginia to Utah, then down through Arizona. We went all the way to Texas and came back through New Orleans and then back up to Virginia. So we spent about a month on the road. Dave flew out a couple times to um, spend time with us. He wasn't with us the whole time, but it was a really incredible trip and all along the way I taught my summer workshop series so I taught indigo dyeing in all of those different cities In August Dave and I got to spend a weekend with EasyGo in Dallas. And it was really fun to have a chance to get away just the two of us and learn all about their vehicles. And then also we were able to design one, which now lives at our house in Virginia that we love so much. It's been really fun to play with. The other really cool thing that happened in August was the siding on our outside of the house. So after... Gutting and working on the interior, doing the room-by-room challenge and getting the back patio and the back porch all figured out and the front porch added on. In August and September, all of the siding came down and the new dark blue siding went up. And then September, the kids went back to school. We also enjoyed those weekends. Just getting into fall, we went to the state fair, we picked apples, we went to Monticello. September is also when the podcast launched, so I started recording it in July, actually, but we launched it the first week of September. I also was able to spend a quick weekend in Austin, yet again, with my high school girlfriends, which was really fun to keep up. With them and finally make the girls trip that we had talked about for years and years actually happen. October, Dave and I spent a weekend in New York City with his family. That was a Christmas gift that his parents had given to us in Christmas 2017, this October weekend with all of the adults. We left the kids home with a babysitter and were able to explore the city together. We also took the kids down to hang out with some new friends in North Carolina and that was a wonderful couple days. And I decided at the very last minute that I did want to sew Halloween costumes. I kind of went back and forth on this because there were so many other things going on. But at the last minute, I decided, yes, I'm going to do it. And I am so glad that I did. I spent about two days sewing all of our Winnie the Pooh Halloween costumes. I will put a picture of that in the show notes if you didn't catch it on Instagram. And it was so much fun to dress up as a family like we have for years. November happened. November 7th. our house flooded. Man, after all of this year of like lots of things, um, finishing the house, getting everything just right. And then we had about two months where I felt like we were on a regular routine. Our house flooded and uh, we were so lucky that we had already planned a trip to Florida as a family over Thanksgiving. We met with a bunch of our Texas friends in Florida, spent the week on the beach. It was incredible and um, we went to ukaloosa island which is right outside of Destin. totally somewhere we will go back to absolutely and we got to spend a little bit of time away from the construction zone demo zone that is our house in november i also launched the adventure art print shop and our less stuff more adventure product line all available at livefreecreative.co that was such a fun thing to get off the ground we had been thinking about it and talking about it for a long time and i finally got that out into the world in the middle of all of the other (laughs) insanity and then in december we were living in an airbnb i did my winter workshop series going to salt lake city chicago and portland and also teaching in richmond I finally finished my weekender bag, that leather bag that I started in February that I couldn't finish until I used my brother's sewing machine in Portland, Oregon, and we took the kids on our very first ski trip over Christmas break. Woo! That was quite a year. Without taking a moment to look back over the year, actually go through my calendar and remember all of the different adventures that we went on, the different Launches that I had, the different trips that we spent together as a family, I would have forgotten so quickly. And it's so easy to also get wrapped up in the idea of feeling like maybe we didn't do everything that we hoped for, that we didn't measure up in the way that we wanted to. And if you take some time and you look back over the last year, I'm sure that you will find happy moments and sweet things that happened that you. We're hoping for and that still give you a thrill. You'll probably also find some things that were hilarious that you had forgotten about. You might find some things that were challenges that you got through and that it feels so good to remember the feeling again of that was a hard thing and we made it through. I think that the practice of looking over the year, looking back over the last 12 months really helps us to then turn our sights forward to the upcoming year with a little bit more context and clarity. We can easily see all the different things that can and do sometimes happen, the expected, the unexpected, the exciting, and the terrible, and that we can wrap our minds around all of the potential that this upcoming year holds. If you remember, and you could listen back to episode four where I share all about this year, we spent 2017 not buying non-consumable goods. It was our more than enough stuff challenge where we were practicing minimalism we downsized our house by half and we really started to develop this mantra of less stuff more adventure. I'm so happy looking over my 2018 year in review that there was a lot of adventure. I traveled by myself to New York City to Austin to Chicago to Portland to Salt Lake City and to St. Louis Dave and I were able to leave the kids with a sitter and travel to Dallas, to New York City, and to D.C. to spend at least a night or two on our own. And as a family, we went to Italy. We went to San Francisco. We did our month-long road trip. We spent a week in Florida, a weekend in North Carolina, and a ski weekend in Wintergreen, Virginia. I think by far that is the most adventure in terms of travel that our family has ever done. And it was so intentional. It was opened up to us because of this really clear idea that we wanted to spend our time and our energy and our finances on those experiences of traveling together. I think that that had been something that we hoped for in the past, and we've always been good about getting away here or there. And to be honest, it might have been a little bit much, As I look back, I'm like, whoa, that was a lot. But it was so incredible to see our principles in action and to see how the things that we put our energy towards are the things that exist and happen in abundance in our lives. That is also true for you. The things that you put your energy and your resources towards are the things that you are going to find in abundance in your life, whether that's travel or whether that's work, or whether that's creativity, or whether that is frustration, focusing on the things that are obstacles, or focusing on your challenges. Whatever you put your energy towards, that is what will exist in abundance in your life. So now I want to go through a couple things that I did well this year as I look back, and a few things that need improvement that I recognize that I was trying, (laughs) I'm always trying, but things that I can work on as I move forward into 2019. So I'm going to start with the wins. Definitely one of the wins for me this year was that I went for it. What I mean by that is I, all of the things that I thought (laughs) that I wanted to do that felt like fun, that felt interesting or exciting, I tried them out. And I did a lot of trying new things without expectation of how they would end up. I bought a house with Dave and decided to design and renovate it as the general contractor. That was not something that I had ever done before. I didn't know exactly how it would go, but I was confident that I would be able to figure it out. And so I did. I was so excited to pursue a relationship with Home Depot as a sponsor of my blog. That was something that I had been working towards for several years. And this year, because of persistence and emailing over and over again and doing my best to create a great relationship with the people at Home Depot, I'm so happy that that was something that I was able to see accomplished and something that is a continuing relationship. It feels so good to have a win like that of something that you've been working towards for a long time. And I think that the reason that it happened was because I didn't give up on it. Even when I didn't get answers for a while, even when I didn't know exactly how it was going to work out, or even when I was told, no, I don't think that's the right project right now, I continued to persist and made it happen. Another thing that I went for was teaching my workshops. I have been teaching for years and I really love it, but I had this idea that I wanted to travel and teach in different cities. I wanted to reach more people than just who lived nearby. Again, I just fully went out on a limb and decided to put up classes in cities that I had never taught in. With Chicago and Portland especially, I put listings up to teach classes on the dates that I thought I could be there before I had even found a venue or even bought a plane ticket. I just decided that I was going to see how it went and figure it out along the way. I really just went for it, and all of those things turned out better than I could have ever expected. I just mentioned all of the traveling that we did as a family. That was another thing that we just went for. As opportunities arose, we felt it in our hearts and our guts and our minds and evaluated for a brief moment before saying yes if it felt good. I will mention there are a couple things, opportunities for travel and speaking that I turned down this year as I looked at my calendar and realized that there was already so much going on. I did gauge and there were just a couple things that I said I don't think that that's going to work. So I'm glad that I did that. But for the most part, when the opportunities came, we took them. And a lot of them, we just created. The other thing that I went for was with the products. There were things, like I mentioned, that I had been thinking about and working on for a while. And I just had to do it. Sometimes the difference between success and failure is literally just doing it. (laughs) And that's it. So a big win for me this year was going for it. Another big win for me this year was being really intentional. I think this came as a natural byproduct after the year of not buying things and how really focused and intentional we were with our consumer habits last year. In 2018, I tried to be intentional about so many things. I really wanted to spend more one-on-one time with my kids. And while I still have a ways to go, we did some weekly one-on-one dates. I decided that... Their piano practice for the boys, which has been such a headache because they don't really like to play the piano, but I'm just making them anyway. (laughs) I decided that the best way to make that a good experience was for me to sit next to them at the piano bench the entire time that they practiced. It's not my favorite thing to do either. I'll be totally honest. I love watching them learn, but I don't love listening to them complain. But I decided that that could be a moment where I could be intentional with the way that I spend time with them, and sitting with them and helping them made piano practice so much more effective. The other thing we were really intentional about as parents was to work on reading with the kids. Some of you who follow along on Instagram at LiveFreeMiranda Miranda saw during the summer that we did reading jars, and I gave each of the kids a jar and they each got a wool felt ball every time they finished 50 pages of a book. It was such an incredible way to get them reading. And then the reward that they got at the end of filling up their jar was to go to Barnes & Noble and pick out another book. So it was this sort of self-perpetuating enjoyment of reading. I let them read the books that they want. Most of them are like graphic kind of comic novels at this point. Lots of Dogman and Captain Underpants. I've got a seven-year-old and a nine-year-old boy who are readers. And so those are some of the things that they really enjoy. I knew going into the year with the ages and the stages of readers that I had that I really wanted to help them become better readers and creating a system that made it fun for them to continue to spend time reading was really great. The other thing that I was intentional about was shopping and organizing. Even though we were buying things again this year, we bought clothing and we bought some furniture, uh, we weren't in a full-on no shopping ban like we had been in 2017, we were very intentional about our purchases. And along with that, we continued to organize and get rid of things all year long. I am certain that we own less now than we did at the beginning of the year. Even having bought things along the way, we're consistently organizing and getting rid of things that don't add value to our lives anymore. If I did an inventory, a count-by-count article of clothing and shoes and uh, backpacks and, you know, tchotchkes and all of the stuff that a household has, I am 100% certain that our actual quantity of belongings has decreased over 2018. And that's something that I'm so happy about because we don't feel a lack in our lives as we do that. We feel like there is space for the things that matter most. The third thing that I did well this year was that I hired help this goes along with what I talked about in episode 19 about wholeness and motherhood and not feeling like you have to do everything yourself this year I hired three particular types of help I hired a babysitter during the summer and the days that my kids were off of school so that I could have a regular work schedule this allowed me to spend time Not multitasking as mom, but when I'm home with the kids, I can just be home with them and love on them and spend all the quality time in the world with them. And when I'm at work, which is also when they're at school, but when they're not in school during the summer break or on days off, they get to spend time with a babysitter and I can still get some work done. It was really nice to let go of the mom guilt associated with hiring childcare while I get my work done. Number two is that I hired a house cleaner. And I know it turned out badly (laughs) because our house cleaner uh, was the cause of our catastrophic flood in November. Despite that accident, I am so happy that I made room in the budget to hire a cleaner to come twice a month and clean our house so that all of the in-betweens, you know, the kids and I do picking up and organizing things, but the deep cleaning of the house is not something that I want to spend my time on. And when I can employ someone else to do a good job of it, I come home feeling so refreshed and excited about the clean floors and the clean bathrooms, and I'm so happy that I made that happen. It's not something that is always easy, but we took a look at our budget and we figured it out, how we could work it in, and I'm so glad that we did. I have exactly zero regrets about hiring a cleaning service to help me with the house. The third and really fun person that I hired to help me this year was my virtual assistant, Michelle. I had had a virtual assistant before doing a small amount of work for me on a weekly basis, and Michelle I hired into a part-time position, basically, um, where every day she's doing a couple hours of work. She Really, did the bulk of the work when it came to the back end of getting the products up and ready for launch and managing some of the Live Free Creative Company Instagram and reaching out for collaborations with some of the shops that we worked with on the tour. Deciding that it was the right time to find help for my business was a big deal for me. And I am so happy that I took that leap and decided it was time because the company and my enjoyment of the things that I'm doing within the company have only grown as I've been able to work hand in hand with someone else to make some of the more intricate logistical things happen. And I'm so, so happy about that. So those are my three wins that come to mind as I look back over the year, that I went for it, that I was really intentional, and that I hired help when I needed it. So I want you to think about as you do your own year in review, what are three wins that immediately come to mind from your life? What are three things that feel like a pat on the back, a big smile, someone should have given you a medal for that. That's the way that you should feel about some of the things that happened in your life in 2018. Now let's talk about the places that I feel need improvement. Of course, we always want to be learning, we always want to be growing, and we're not going to do everything right. So these are three areas that I felt like, as I look back, lacked a little bit in my year, things that I definitely want to focus on improving for this coming year, ways that I can grow and ways that I can do a little bit better. The first one is focus. I don't know if you can tell, but I like to do a lot of different things. (laughs) I am easily distracted by the next project, by the next trip, by the next adventure, by the next the next thing. It's really fun for me to experience the newness and sometimes I lose focus on something that is important to me because something fun and new has come along to pique my interest. That doesn't mean that the important thing is no longer important, that I've decided I don't want to do it anymore. It just means that I lost my focus. And that's something that I want to work on this coming year. A couple examples of things that I started and didn't finish this year were my sewing projects month by month. I I wanted to do one sewing project a month. And I did about four sewing projects this year other than my big Halloween costume I guess I made up for the rest of the year sewing five Halloween costumes in two days (laughs) but I loved the idea as I started out the year of focusing on one project a month and then I hit March and I tried to make that leather bag and it went awry because I the machine didn't work properly I did end up sewing two other uh, dresses this year I made a couple blessing gowns for nieces of mine and that was really fun but other than that I moved all of my sewing stuff into this bright beautiful studio and I haven't really used it that much. Now I was focused on a lot of other things. I worked a lot on the house. I worked on these other products that were going. I love to sew though and I know that that's something that brings me joy and that fills me up and so even though I found creativity and the expression of it in a lot of different ways I want to be able to focus at least a little bit on spending time doing that particular thing that I love. I also started my book in January of 2018, and my hope was to finish it by the end of the year. And it's not that I didn't have time, it's that I worked on so many other things as they came up. Now, I'm back in book mode, and in fact, this month, the month of January, is I'm trying to work on this. I'm trying to have a laser-like focus in finishing the first draft of my book. My hope is to have that done by January 31st. And I will update you on the progress (laughs) because I need the motivation of having other people involved in helping keep me on track because I am already excited about some other things I want to do this year and I want to just give each thing the focus that it deserves. That is something that I'm trying to work on. I'm trying to start and finish something that matters to me. Now, if something doesn't matter, I you know get halfway in and I realize, yeah, I'm not that into this, then that's one thing. But I'm talking about losing focus on things that do matter a lot to me. Does that happen to you? Do you do that as well? I hope I'm not alone in that. I do want to do better, and so that's something that I'm going to work on in 2019. Another thing that I just totally blew <laughs> in 2018 was having regular family meals and exercising regularly. Just basic kind of health. I was going 100 miles an hour in a lot of different directions and it also was difficult because we lived in a rental and then we lived in our house and then we were doing renovation and then we traveled a lot and then we our house broke and so then we were living other places but we have eaten out more this year than probably ever and not like all good intentional fun restaurant eating out a lot of times just convenience just I didn't get groceries yet this week and so we're driving through Chick-fil-a again just not having a clear path for our family's meal times and that is something that in the past I've been really good at and I kind of got off the bandwagon this year and one thing I think perpetuates the other when I'm eating right and I'm Uh, thinking about my nutrition in terms of food as fuel for my body and to give me the energy and the health that I need to accomplish life in the way that I want, I naturally am more interested in moving my body, in going on my walks or my runs, in getting to the gym, in going on hikes, and they also inversely affect each other. So if I'm eating crap, then I am less motivated to Take care of my body in other ways so that's something that really it didn't suffer in the way that all of us are like you know now super unhealthy but generally I got off track I want to improve that this year in the past my family has used a minimal meal plan and I will link to the uh, blog post about that in the show notes and I will also maybe I'll do a full other episode about it because it's really a great (laughs) it's really great and I'm realizing that that was something that worked for a long time and I need to go back to it. So that is my plan for 2019 is to get back to my minimal meal plan. The meals will probably look a little bit different. My kids are a little bit older, but it helped me be consistent with knowing what to put on the table every night in an easy and affordable and healthy way. I've talked about exercise and getting back to a regular exercise routine since I started the podcast in September. I think it was one of the first things I talked about, and I am doing a little bit better, but I still need to improve. I'm trying to go to the climbing gym a couple times a week. I want to get some regular runs in. Uh, Dave and I are going to do a half marathon in April, and so that is always motivating. I need to start a training uh, program for that, and that will help me stay on track as far as exercise goes, but really just... I mean, these things are so basic. Eating well and exercise are two of the most important things to contribute to overall health and well-being. And when I get so distracted or ahead of myself doing so many other things, then I think that we all suffer a little bit. So I'm going to refocus on taking care of our bodies as a family. The third and final thing I mean, there are a million things that need improvement in my life, if I'm being totally honest, as there probably are for you. But these three are the ones that jumped out at me as I was thinking about this. The third thing that I really want to improve this year is giving back. We have been given so much, and I feel so abundantly blessed in my life with belongings, with means, and also with skills and with talents that I can share And with time, I haven't been using it as much for focused giving as I would like. I would love for my kids to spend some time doing active service with me as a mom. I know that there are causes that need my donations, both of time and of means and maybe of products. I love to make things and I have for years had this idea of hosting maybe a quarterly charity sewing group where everyone can come together we can spend some time sewing a project together and chatting and enjoying the community aspect of that but then all of the things that we make are donated directly to a cause that needs them so these are things that have been on my heart and in my planner as notes, but that I haven't put into practice in the way that I want. And so that is something that I also want to improve in 2019 is creating opportunities for myself and my family to give back. I hope that you've enjoyed this show as I've just gone over our full, full year and that it has helped you think about spending some time looking back over your year and doing this exercise, go through month by month just to get an overview of what happened, remind yourself, if it's all a blur like it is for me, and then pull out three things that you did really well that you want to just feel proud of and three things that you want to positively focus on. Not to beat yourself up or to say that you, you, know, you're, you didn't do a good job, but to f- have a focus of things that you want to do a little bit better and c- to continue to improve throughout this year of 2019. I'm always so happy that you're here. I'm going to invite you like I do every week to share this episode or the podcast in general with a friend, with a family member. Take a screenshot, put it up on Instagram, tweet it to someone. If you use the Twitter, I don't really, but you might. (laughs) I'm sure there's a way to send a tweet out to let people know that you're loving Live Free Creative. Happy New Year. I'll talk to you next week. Bye-bye.